Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Checking in about food allergies and introducing allergenic foods. And have you done peanut with your baby yet? Well, intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters like peanut butter are choking hazards for babies, but we want to get that peanut protein into your baby early and often in order to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. My absolute favorite way to introduce peanuts for babies is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. So When you hear puffs, like you're probably like, oh, those starchy little puff things. Like, no, no, no. Not the little ones that earlier eaters can't pick up. Those kind of crappy puffs from the store that have added sugar and refined grains and lots of salt. Uh uh. The Puffworks baby peanut puffs have no added sugar. They have just a smidge of sodium for preservatives, and they are the perfect size for baby led weaning. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger. So, you can, baby can pick them up, self-feed them, but they're so soft that they dissolve in your baby's mouth so you can introduce these peanut puffs even before your baby has teeth. Puffworks also makes a baby almond puff for the safe introduction of a separate allergenic food category. That's tree nuts. And now, finally, Puffworks put out a combo case. So it's half baby peanut and half baby almond. So if you want to grab one case, then you can knock out two new allergenic foods. We do these on different days, though. These are just the no-stress, low-mess way to get peanut and tree nut out of the way. So you can get 15% off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's BLWPOD. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. Having teeth is not a prerequisite for needing to start solid foods. Most babies get teeth between four to seven months of age. And parents have asked me like, well, if my baby doesn't have teeth yet, that means they're not ready to eat. Nope. The presence or absence of teeth has no bearing on your child's readiness to eat. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Well, hello, welcome back. Today's episode is for those of you that have teething babies, baby led weaning, teething tweaks. What changes do I make when my baby is teething? Now, I like to start out each of these mini baby led weaning training episodes with a BLW tip of the day. I do two episodes a week. Monday is a mini baby led weaning training episode. The Thursday episode is always a little bit longer and that's an interview with another feeding expert. So tip of the day for today if teething is top of mind for you. I don't want to ruin like the entire episode and this is going to be a short one, but basically you don't need to make any drastic changes to what you're doing with solid foods when your baby is teething. Now hang tight because I'm going to be sharing some ideas on some tips and some techniques that you might employ if you are trying to deal with teething or you've noticed it's been a disruptor. But at the end of the day, like do you stop solid foods because your baby is teething? No, because the reality is Teething is about a two and a half year process. So on average, kids are going to start getting their teeth somewhere between four, seven months of age. 
But that's like a wide range. Okay, A, or number one, babies do not need to have teeth. Having teeth is not a prerequisite for needing to start solid foods, right? Most babies get teeth between four to seven months of age. And parents have asked me like, well, if my baby doesn't have teeth yet, that means they're not ready to eat. Nope, the presence or absence of teeth has no bearing on your child's readiness to eat, okay? Some babies are born with teeth. It's wild. Look up pictures on Google Images, crazy. Some babies don't get teeth until after one. I have a friend, Kate, who's a dietitian. She has two little girls. Both of them did not have their first tooth eruption until after age one. And they did 100 first foods. They did baby led weaning. These babies could eat 100 different foods without any teeth, okay? I always laugh because my mom is a dietitian. She is like a totally different type of dietitian than me though because she has a business that does long-term care consulting. So she works in nursing homes, generally with older people. And long, long before I did infant feeding and baby led weaning, I used to work with her. And I remember being like, you know, you walk into the nursing home in the room and there's like tray and I'm the dietitian. I'm coming there to ask how the meal is. And like the person's dentures are in the cup next to the bed and they're eating the meal without their dentures. And I was like, oh, I guess you can eat without teeth. And then I get into baby led weaning. And I'm like, wait a minute. Most of these kids don't have any teeth. Oh, I guess you can eat without teeth. So we'll talk a little bit about texture for babies who don't have teeth. But at the end of the day, you don't need any teeth to start solid food. So it's not an excuse to hold off on starting solids. You can't wait until your baby gets teeth because sometimes it doesn't even happen until after they are one. But most babies, four to seven months, and then they're going to get 20 baby teeth by the time they're three. So this is a continuum, right? Your baby will be teething for at least around two and a half years. So can you totally stop solid foods? No, because babies cannot live on milk alone for two and a half years. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. Now I want to talk a little bit about the side effects of teething. With teething comes drool. So what happens is when babies start teething, and because for most babies, that's around four to seven months of age, at six months of age, when your baby starts eating solid foods, your baby's also concurrently starting to cut teeth. And with that comes a lot of drool. And what happens with teething and drool is that baby swallows that drool. And when babies, some babies, when they swallow that drool, it leads to diarrhea. Sorry, this is gross, but it's the reality. Loose stools, let's call it. And then the parents see the loose stools and they're like, oh my gosh, it must be the foods that we're feeding. I got to stop doing solid foods because it's giving my baby the runs. No, it's very likely the drool that your baby is swallowing. So just be aware that with teething and that extra drool, you're going to see some changes in the diaper. Now, another thing you'll notice with drool is that drool drips to the side of the face 
and your baby's trying new foods. This happened with a baby I was working with the other day. Tomatoes for the first time. We were having like some tomato sauce and something else. Not little cherry tomatoes because we don't do that early on in baby led weaning because we have to quarter cherry or grape tomatoes and babies can't pick up those quarters before they have their pincer grasp. So there's some other safer ways to do tomato, but it was a new food for the baby and the baby was teething and there was lots of drool. And then the tomato sauce, when it hit the drool and hit the side of the face, the baby got this contact rash all over the face. And the mom's like, oh my gosh, my baby's having an allergic reaction. You guys, your babies are going to have some sort of skin reaction when the new compounds from the new foods that they're trying touch their face. Now, is that a true sign of an allergic reaction? Skin involvement alone? No, absolutely not. I have an episode that you gotta go listen to. If you don't know how to recognize an allergic reaction, go back and listen to episode 58. It's called, What Do I Do If My Baby Has an Allergic Reaction? It's an interview I did with Dr. Ron Sunog, who's a pediatrician with a special interest in using food to prevent food allergies. And he's gonna talk you through like what a true allergic reaction is. But be prepared that with the new foods your baby is trying, plus the drool that comes with teething, you're gonna get sometimes some skin rashes and some skin stuff going on on the face. Is it the end of the world? No. Is it a sign of a true allergic reaction? Almost never. But it is helpful to be aware of what a true allergic reaction looks like. So episode 58 at blwpodcast.com forward slash 58 can give you more information on that. So sometimes parents will say, okay, if my baby's drooling, I've seen this thing where you can put Vaseline all over the side of the baby's mouth to kind of protect it. And yes, that's one thing you could do. You could put Vaseline on the side of your baby's mouth, especially for babies with very, very dry skin or lots of eczema. Sometimes it gets recommended to be protecting the open space when babies are trying new foods. Do you need to do that? No, not necessarily. Just be aware that with that excess teething is going to come drool. And sometimes the drool combined with the new food is going to result in some skin stuff. Just be prepared. Other times you'll hear people say, oh, my baby is teething. So I need to make all these alterations to the food. No, you really do not need to. You can continue to offer new foods when your baby is teething. You're going to have to if you're going to get your baby that diet diversity and a hundred different foods that we know can help your baby become an independent eater and helps reduce the risk of picky eating. You're going to have to push through when they're teething. Now, I know parents will ask about, okay, what about cold foods? And yes, there are some babies who tolerate cold foods better when they are teething. I know personally with my own seven kids, I would try to offer them like, you take regular yogurt and put it in little ice cubes and make like frozen yogurt, not like ice cream frozen yogurt, but actual yogurt that you freeze. And I would give it to the babies and all my kids absolutely hated it. They didn't like the cold freezer treats on their gums when they were teething. And speaking of frozen items when your baby is teething, I know when I was a baby or when I was younger, I always remember I'm the oldest of six kids that if I'd open the freezer when I was like school age, there would always be a teether in the freezer. And so I know some parents historically have done this where you take a teether ring or a teether and you freeze it. But actually the FDA recommends against freezing the teether rings because it can be too hard and potentially damage the baby's gum. So you don't need to freeze wet washcloths or freeze different teether toys. The two things that the FDA does recommend for helping to soothe your baby's gum is to use your clean finger to massage the baby's gum or to use a firm but not frozen teether. Two things that the FDA recommends avoiding that we still see parents do all of the time for teething pain are the teether jewelry. So like amber teething necklaces or bracelets. Those are definitely recommended because of the potential, of course, for them to snap. There's been cases and reported cases of babies swallowing the jewelry and choking on it. Or in other cases, and this is so sad, 
but strangulation while sleeping from wearing teething necklaces or bracelets. So stay away from teething jewelry. You're also advised to avoid teething creams and teething gels or homeopathic remedies that are oftentimes sold or marketed to alleviate teething and children's gum pain. So the FDA warns against the use of any sort of topical medication to treat teething pain in children, including prescription or over-the-counter creams and gels or those different homeopathic teething tablets. They offer little to no benefit and they're also associated with increased risk. So if you want to, again, review the two things to do to help alleviate teething pain, you can gently rub or massage the gums using your clean finger or give your child a teether made of firm material, not frozen in order to chew on, okay? If it's too hard, it can hurt those child's gums. Then you always want to supervise your kids so that, of course, they don't choke on the teether, but the teether should be shaped such that they don't choke on it. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. People always ask me which teether I recommend. So Marsha Dunn-Klein, occupational therapist and feeding expert, feeding therapist, who's been on the podcast a number of times, she actually created this beautiful teether heart. And her teether I'm going to link to on the show notes page for this episode. You can find that at blwpodcast.com forward slash 213. She is such a loving and kind person to begin with, such a wealth of knowledge. She's always been so generous about sharing her time and her expertise here on the podcast. And she made this physical product, a teether heart. And I'll link to that again, blwpodcast.com slash 213. And Marsha also has a 20% discount code, which I'll link to there for her own teether heart, which I think is such a great toy. And every baby that I've ever given it to absolutely loves it. So another tip with regard to starting solid foods and teething is that there are definitely some foods that babies do better with once they have at least one tooth. So while I'm a huge proponent of babies being able to eat a wide variety of foods from six months of age, plus when they're showing those other reliable signs of readiness to eat, I do want to point out that some babies do do better with some foods once they have one tooth. So I generally tend to hold on foods like corn on the cob until the baby has at least one tooth. There is nothing cuter than watching a baby eat corn on the cob, but it is a much more efficient experience when they have at least one tooth against which to gnaw the pieces of the corn off the cob. Another one that I wait on until baby has at least one tooth is chicken on the bone. So dark meat of chicken, so chicken legs, wings, thighs. We love that for baby led weaning. Lots of fat, lots of moisture, safer to swallow. But trying to extract chicken off the bone before you have teeth is pretty challenging. So you'll find that your baby gets less frustrated and has a lot more fun with that chicken leg once they have at least one tooth. We stay away from any crunchy or crispy foods for babies, especially if they don't have teeth because they can't chew them with their gums. I don't do those foods until after baby turns one. And then when it comes to meat, I'm always recommending that you only serve strips of meat that you can easily shred between your finger and your thumb. So as I like to say, if you can shred the meat between your finger and your thumb, then it's safe for your baby to eat with their gums. So yes, you can do meat. And I have lots of content on the podcast about how to make meat safe for baby led weaning. Do lots of videos on Instagram at baby led wean team showing you how to make meat safe for baby led weaning. But we don't do solid strips of meat because babies can't chew that, especially with their gums before they have teeth. 
So soft, shreddable strips of meat are safer for baby led weaning. So to summarize, yes, I know your baby is cutting their teeth, but no, you don't need to make any drastic changes to your feeding schedule. Don't pause on trying new foods. There aren't certain foods you need to avoid. There's ones you might hold on until that tooth comes through, like corn on the cob and chicken on the bone. Stay away from teething jewelry and any topical teething gels or ointments. You can do teethers if you would like to. Make sure they're not frozen. And again, I'll share Marsha's teether heart on the show notes at blwpodcast.com forward slash 213. And if your kid is a little fussy during this teething process, I'm sending lots of warm wishes to you because I know it can be a little troubling and a little unsettling for parents as well. But again, this is going to go on until your baby is three. So I recommend you stick with your feeding schedule. Don't make any drastic changes. Maybe try out some of the colder foods. Some babies do do better with colder foods. I personally haven't had a lot of success with that, but you can try it out with some different textures for your baby if they tend to prefer colder foods. There's nothing wrong with doing that for a couple of days, but don't get in the habit of feeding any one food all of the time or your baby will become conditioned to expect that food and we don't want that. So keep up the good work, keeping that variety up, trying out lots of different types of foods. If you need some ideas on the different types of foods that babies can eat, be sure to grab my 100 first foods list. I give away my 100 first foods list to everybody on my free weekly online workshop called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. It's all about how to get your baby to eat a hundred different foods before turning one without you having to spoon feed purees or buy pouches. And you can do all of these foods or most of them while your baby is teething. Sign up for this week's workshop times and grab the hundred first foods list at babyledweaning.co. Thanks so much for listening and good luck to all the moms and dads and caregivers of those teething babies. Hang in there. This too shall pass.